Providence Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry is my guest. Nice to have you in again. Thank you, Gene. We've nice to a, be here. We've done a couple of Zooms, and it's nice to see you in person. Likewise. Let's dig right into this. You know, time is running out for about 51 police officers who refuse to get vaccinated, and uh, you have promised that they're going to be fired. That's what the mayor says. You're executing what he wants to do. So far, you haven't done that. Is that in the offing, or are you going to back off at some point? Look, we're talking with the union and the leadership of the union. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we're making progress. That number came down from the high 60s. We're at 49 as of yesterday. And so we're going to continue uh, making progress, and they all need to get vaccinated. I think it's important. We did it on the fire side. Mm -hmm. They interact with the public. So at the end of the day, we hope that they will all comply with the uh, requirement of vaccination. Look, I don't want to fire any uh, police officer. But it's a requirement, and they need to meet that requirement. All right, so yesterday, in just setting up this interview, you said it was 51. Since then, it's down to 49. That's right. Okay, now this is in addition to people who did get a religious exemption, or they got one shot, or uh, they had COVID and they can't get the shot sure. by the deadline. So sure. these, these are 49 solid. They're not budging? These are 49 that are non-compliant with our policy. Okay. So how many are going to budge? How many is not? Look, we got to work this. And we're hopeful at the end of the day, they'll all become compliant with the requirements. Is, is that about 10% of the department based on the latest figures? Uh, about, yeah. You can't afford to go without them. Look, I don't want to lose one, but right. it's a requirement. And our firefighters all got vaccinated. Right. Uh, it's important. We're public safety officials. We go into homes and we need to get our police officers vaccinated. I know sometimes people talk a tough game, but then in the end, you can't go without 49 cops. I asked the governor about this, and he said maybe, maybe you should back off the firing threat and implement some sort of a regular testing so that you keep them on. That's something he did, by the way, with the healthcare workers in the state hospital. He said, I'll get rid of you, I'll get rid of you. In the end, he said, I can't afford. Let's listen to the governor, and then you react to that. Go ahead. I think that they should try to figure out how to keep everybody safe, but also, uh, there is a um, there is a need to make sure that <clears throat> that we know that the uh, the public safety individuals are not carrying the virus around with them. So put a testing component in. They probably can figure out how to maintain the uh, the staffing that they have in Providence. And and we all know right now that Providence needs all its police officers. Now you know, sitting here with you, I don't know. Uh, you may very well follow through and get rid of them, which is what the mayor is, has has said. You you may follow up, and it's not a bluff or you may back down and say, we can't get rid of 49 cops. So what is look, it? Look, you know, look, it's a requirement. There were 130 firefighters that said, well, I'm not going to get vaccinated yeah. early on. And we worked through it, and I ended up having to terminate five. So, look, you know, it's important. Okay. We're in people's homes, and they should protect themselves and the public. And that's what this is about. Well, that's a quid pro quo, then. If you fired five firefighters and you don't follow through on the cops, those firefighters are going to come back and say, hey, you said, you said, right? I mean, that's, you're in a tough spot. Look, uh, it is, but it's applicable to all city employees. Okay. So everyone needs to be vaccinated. All right, let's move on to something that was in the news last week. There's a towing contract with state towing. And uh, there's a, many different towing contracts. This one happens to be for abandoned vehicles. And uh, there's a rate in the contract, you pay them this much. Council President Igliozzi says you've been paying them way over that rate. He doesn't understand why, and he says it's wrong. Uh, he really lays you out in this soundbite, but then you have a chance to speak back to him. Go ahead and run Council President Igliosi. The commissioner's in charge. It's his contracts. It's his, his primary job to oversight those, those tow contracts. So it's his department that overpays them. 
So their job is to follow the contract and follow the law. So uh, it's the commission. It lays in the commissioner's feet. Go ahead, Commissioner. He says you're paying, you're overpaying to, for that towing contract. Well, he's just wrong. So he's referring to one contract. State that, towing. Well, it's state towing, right. but there's another vendor that also bid on this particular work. Okay. Colletters. Mm -hmm. So there are two that bid on this particular work. The work that he's referring to is outside of the contract language and the requirements. So when I say that, this has been an ongoing issue since I've been there, 11 years. So we get calls, by the way, from the council a lot about abandoned vehicles mm -hmm. and trailers and, and all kinds of, of abandoned um, buses yep. and boats and everything. And it's full of debris. Right. Uh, and so it's not a typical, hey, would you just tow this and build the city $35? It's much more complicated and it's much more costly. So we have not overpaid and it, it's not applicable to the contract that he's referring to. Uh, now, so he's just wrong. Uh, Mr. State Towing happened to be a Salvatore. He's the brother of Councilman David Salvatore. Although Council President Igliosi suggests no cozy relationship, nothing wrong on the councilman's part. This is his brother's business. Can you flesh that out for us a little further? Sure. So I, I don't know. Um, he's accusing me in my office of overpaying. Right. And he's wrong. So we, we had state towing and we continue to do this and we've been doing it for the 11 years I've been there. Okay. Would you please remove this debris and this trash because we've gotten a complaint on public and private property. Mm -hmm. And we remove it, we try to find the rightful owner and hold them responsible. A lot of times, you know, the car's been sold 15 different times or it's a trailer right. or a boat, we can't find, but we gotta get it out of the city. And we do that and state tows, towing has been doing that. So this isn't anything new. The internal auditor worked in my office mm -hmm. for a number of years. She knows the process and the procedure and all of a sudden they do this audit accusing me of deliberately overpaying a vendor to a gentleman who has been doing work in the city for decades, who is among the very best that I've dealt with in the, in the towing companies. So there's no uh, spending of taxpayer dollars that we didn't get a service for. So you're saying that whatever you're paying him is the right price. Yes. But does Council President Igliosi have you on a technicality? Does no, he have he, a number in the paper that says it's this, you're paying him this? And is it political? There's bad blood between the two of you, we know that. Sure, it's political. And, and, and I think it's political with who it is with this particular vendor. It's a lot of money, but he's cleaning up a lot of, at our uh, request, yeah. he's going and picking up a lot of debris, and he has to dispose of that debris. And he should be paid for it. So, so there's nothing you know, wrong or inappropriate, as he suggested. There's nothing dishonest yeah. that he's accused me and my staff. And, you know, I, I take offense to him, you know, characterizing sloppy work and us deliberately overpaying for a service that we're getting that is appropriate. All right, we've got about the two and a half minutes. A couple other things I just want to touch on while you have you here. You want to appoint a community police liaison officer? Yes. Could you just give me the quick background on that and where does it stand? Well, um, real quickly, yep. it stands with the council. Uh, we have asked for it. It was put in a sworn position. 
uh, in the budget. And By the way, I just I this is the controversial one that the mayor wanted to make actually make this person a a, a lieutenant. No, the, no, is that the same one or different? No, it's the same one. But we or he never intended to make a civilian a sworn. It was a liaison. Look, East Providence just did it, and they have a civilian person being the liaison. Right. And we we could have had it, and we should have it with a civilian being that liaison. We just got about one minute. You're sure. pressing for that. You want this person at some point. Whatever you have to do to get it, you want it. I'm asking the council to move that and put it in the appropriate position and funding so we can take that individual and, and bring them on board. I think it would be effective. There was a, about 30 seconds. There was a story in the news about Sergeant Hanley who was caught on tape uh, roughing up uh, a black defendant. Yes. Uh, he lost that case, uh, but he's going to collect his pension? Well, he, he lost it at the district court, appealed it at the superior court. We right. can't terminate him under Leobor the state law yeah. until the criminal case is adjudicated. In the meantime, he's going to click 20 years and he'll be eligible for a pension. You find that wrong? You find very, it ironic? Very wrong. Council, uh, Commissioner Perry, thanks for coming. I don't think you want to be a councilman. I think you've had enough just being, <laughs> being the Providence Public Safety Commissioner. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Gene. Good to touch base with you.